Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 11 of Revelation chapter 20. And we're going to be reading verses 9 and 10. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about in the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Verse 9 is speaking of Gog and Magog. They went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about the um, and the beloved city. And we saw in our last study that um, the word compassed led us to Luke 21, where God speaks of um, Jerusalem is compassed with armies, and that ties in with the judgment of God upon the churches and congregations of the world during the 23-year Great Tribulation period. And, and that fits this context of Satan's loosing, the gathering together of the Gentiles, um, Gog and Magog, to battle, and that would have been from the beginning of the Great Tribulation throughout the entire period where Satan had this enormous force, which would have been his emissaries within the churches and congregations, especially as the Lord abandoned the church and turned them over to him, and Satan took his seat as the man of sin. So he ruled over the church, over the corporate body of the world, which numbered about two billion, um, uh, according to censuses, and and that was this vast army called Magog that he used to destroy the 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 camp of the saints and the beloved city, and that continued, that continued until the end of the 23 years. And then God, after allowing Satan to be victorious, turns around and judges Satan. Just as God allowed the king of Babylon and the Babylonians to overcome Judah for 70 years. During the entire 70-year period, um, Judah was no match was could not um, defend itself and and was victim to Babylon, but then the Lord raised up the Medes and the Persians under King Cyrus, who conquered Babylon precisely at the end of seventy years. And Cyrus is a figure of Christ, and 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 so here we have with the language of fire coming down from God out of heaven and devouring them, the really the um, 
focuses on the end of the Great Tribulation with that statement and the beginning of Judgment Day, which uh, began on May 21, 2011. That was the 8400th day, that exact 23rd year, the time when the Great Tribulation ended. Now, the reference to fire coming down from God out of heaven, which devoured them, um, really leads us back to Revelation chapter 11 and the two witnesses. Let's turn back there in Revelation 11, and I'll read verses 4 and 5. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Now, the the word devoured, devoureth their enemies, is the same word we have here in Revelation 20. And it's fire that proceeds out of their mouth that devours their enemies. So it's very much related to this statement that fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. But as we consider Revelation 11, um, saying this of the two witnesses, we we realize that it that it's not literal at all because the two witnesses period of ministry was the church age from 33 AD through 1988 and 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 God is saying that during the course of the almost 2000 years of the church age if any man would hurt them and and who are the two witnesses well they're typified by Moses and Elijah or the law and the prophets and they represent the witness of the word of God the bible the word of God the bible if any man would hurt the witness of the bible during the church age then fire would proceed out of their mouth the mouth of the two witnesses or the word of God the bible and would devour them and and we can see what God is saying very clearly during the church age occasionally churches would go astray they would become other kinds of gospels or or even whole denominations and what would happen to them the word of god would condemn them you have added it would say to this congregation unto the words of this book and therefore you're subject to the plagues written herein or you have subtracted and the same penalty you're subject to the plagues written herein you are under the wrath of god it was spiritual fire and brimstone that would fall upon a congregation, fall upon a whole denomination, even throughout the church age, and devour them, burn them up, where uh, uh, in, in the eyes of God, and according to the word of God, and the word of God is the authority. It's the all-important thing to be found faithful by the word of God, to be in accord with the word of God. So it's not a light matter at all for 
God's holy word, the Bible, to pronounce a condemnation upon you. And in uh, all um, spiritual reality, you are burned up. You have been destroyed by that word that you have abandoned and gone astray from and turned from. The, the Bible would do that again and again over the centuries of the church age. But that helps us to understand that the fire coming down from God, and uh, it came out of the mouth of the two witnesses, but the two witnesses represent the word of God. And where does the word of God come from? From God above, from heaven. And and so uh, if it comes forth from the Bible, it's coming down from God, out of heaven. And on May 21, 2011, God's holy word, the Bible, turned um, and, and pronounced a curse upon the earth. It pronounced the judgment, the wrath of God. It, it began sending fire down from heaven, which destroyed and devoured Satan, and it devoured his army. Gog and Magog are devoured by the spiritual fire. And we've talked about that um, many times now, that that uh, the tares in the churches, for instance, the unsafe people that uh, fill the pews and inhabit the congregations of the world, on that day they were bundled as tares because the process of separating the wheat and the tares was complete insofar as the role of the churches was concerned, and and God issued forth the decree. He commanded his people to depart out of the midst of the church, and those that refused to obey, that did not hearken, remained as tares, without ears to hear, they without that uh, heart, that desires to do the will of God because God gives his people ears to hear his voice, to get out. He gives them a heart to obey his commandments so they they would have acted, but these did not because they were not his people. And, and then the door of heaven shut on the world, sealing their fate uh, 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 since during the time when God was saving the great multitude and pouring out the latter rain, they resided within the churches where there was no latter rain, and therefore they could not have been saved during the the little season of the great tribulation. They could not have enjoyed the um, spiritual blessings of the latter rain at the time God was sending it, and and then it was too late because now God shut the door of heaven for all the world, thereby spiritually burning them up. And it was an immediate um, uh, act of God as soon as the door of heaven shut on May 21, 2011, all the tares in all the world's churches were completely bundled. They they had nowhere they could go and cast into the fire and that's what we're reading here in 
in different wording, in different language, fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And of course, same for Satan. He had no possibility of salvation because Christ made no provision for fallen angels. Christ did not die for any of the fallen angels, including Satan. And therefore, they they were destroyed by the spiritual fire and, and also on that day, the Lord Jesus became Lord of Lords and King of Kings, or at least he exercised that right that he is ultimate and supreme ruler, and he began to rule with a rod of iron, deposing Satan from all that Satan previously ruled over. And, well, we've also discussed that. Well, uh, well that will actually lead us into the next verse because we read in Revelation 20 verse 10 and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone so the devil deceived them and that's what God told us in the earlier verse that he would be loosed and and go out of his prison to deceive the nations in the four quarters of the earth it was a worldwide deception that, that uh, really is unparalleled, even if we do go back to the time before the cross when when Satan was not bound and, and Satan was able to deceive the nations then. But now it was a, a far uh, greater thing at the time of the end due to the world's population. That when When Satan... Um, was free to go about and deceive men prior to the cross. Well, the I don't know what the population of the whole world was, but it was certainly nothing as much or in comparison to the enormous population that exploded at the time of the end, where um, when we got close to 2011, there was about 7 billion people. Let's say that's three, four, five times more people uh, or even more than lived in, in the days leading up to the cross. And, and so Satan found himself with a tremendous rule over the hearts of unsaved men like never before. And he relished it. He exulted in it. Oh, he, it was a, a, a wonderful time as far as he was concerned. But now the devil that deceived them after that little season, only 23 years of great tribulation, after that little time, the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. But notice what it says next. Where the beast and the false prophet are. So the devil is cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, but he has company. And it's as though God is saying uh, that that the beast and the false prophet um, have already been judged and cast into the lake of fire. And, of course, we're aware of that because that's exactly what we read in the previous chapter. Remember in Revelation 19, in verse 20, it said there, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, 
that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and then that had worshipped his image, these both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And, well, there is the description of the beast and a false prophet cast into the lake of fire. And then we we entered into chapter 20, and God laid out uh, all this information concerning Satan's binding and loosing, and Gog and Magog, and now we find it's time for the devil. The devil is a New Testament name for Satan. You, you don't find that name in the Old Testament. It, it's it's a name that that um, uh, God speaks of the devil in the New Testament often, um, and the name devil, uh, uh, the the Greek word translated as devil, is also translated as slanderers, when used in the plural, and false accusers, which fits the devil well. He's a slanderer and a false accuser. But but that name, uh, for instance, um, was used of Christ when he spoke the parable in Matthew 25, and he foretold that the devil would be cast into everlasting fire. It says in Matthew 25, in verse 41, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And here we have the the point in time, the moment has arrived, the time for the devil to be cast into the lake of fire. And remember, when we discussed the second death, we saw that that's synonymous with the lake of fire, that, that God speaks of the second death twice in relationship to the lake of fire. And here, the devil that deceived them is cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, and there is the the beast and the false prophet. Now, we know that Satan, or the devil, is just one uh, personality. He, he's not more than one. There are devils, plural. The fallen angels can be called devils. Uh, but but there is a Satan that that is... Uh, the that evil personality that appeared in the Garden of Eden and entered into the serpent that deceived Eve and Adam and and uh, rebelled against God because he desired to be like the Most High. He wanted to be God. There was a particular angel that fell that that God has in view when he gives these names, and we saw a few of them back in verse 2 of Revelation 20, when Christ laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. And all four of those names are speaking of the same evil entity, the same evil personality, Satan, the devil, 
It, it, he's not more than one. And, well, what about the beast and the false prophet? They're just additional names for the devil. They're all speaking of one um, fallen angel, one fallen creature that, that God created good originally, yet, like man, he fell and and committed sin against God and rebelled against him. And why then is God speaking this way and describing the judgment of Satan, the devil, as though it's in parts or or uh, as though he is multiple personalities? Well, because just uh, as with God, when God is given numerous names as he is in the Bible, each name teaches us something special, something in particular about the person of God. Uh, for instance, he is the Word. When when we know that's referring to Jesus, and Jesus is God, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So there's a name of God that teaches us a great deal about uh, the person of God, that, that he is intimately, uh, closely identified with the Word, the Bible, and and all that we learn of the Word is true of God, and 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 so that's how God teaches us about Himself. Uh, he's the truth, the way, the life, and each of the names instructs us. He is uh, Jehovah, which means Savior, or in in the English, He is called the Savior in the New Testament. And these names of God give us um, bits and, and, and pieces sometimes, but more information about the character, the attributes, the person of God. Well, likewise with Satan, the name Beast was the name that in particularly God assigned to the devil for the period of the Great Tribulation. It was the name that therefore especially identifies with the 23 years of of tribulation. And the false prophet is the name that God has assigned Satan, which identifies with his tendency to lie when it comes to the word of God, the Bible. And that also took on further identification during the great tribulation when an image was made like unto the beast. And that image was said to be alive or or be able to speak and live. And that became the churches and congregations of the world. And so Satan is the false prophet, but you, you cannot separate the false prophet from the church. So the beast and the false prophet are cast into the lake of fire, On May 21, 2011, Judgment Day, the judgment of God comes against the rule of Satan that extended, that increased rule he enjoyed for the little season of the 23 years. And it comes against especially his rule in the churches and congregations that that was made like an image unto him and all of his emissaries and the church itself 
as bundled for, as tares are cast into the lake of fire. So the beast and the false prophet teach us certain aspects of the judgment of God upon Satan. Well, likewise, the devil. The devil that deceived them is cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. This is letting us know that Satan in general, the devil and his rule over the nations and his um, rule over the world, uh, uh, that, that Satan, uh, the devil himself and other aspects of his evil being are also under the wrath of God and also uh, he has been judged and put down, and so forth. So God is just emphasizing that the judgment of Satan is, in total, it's, it affects every aspect of the kingdom of darkness and of his rule in this world since the fall of man. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.